Are you ready? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Hello and welcome to the first Crazy Chat podcast. Ooh. I don't know where I thought this was a good idea, but here we are. So, my name is Michaela E.D. I'm the author of The Crazy Side of Love, an LGBT horror romance novel, which isn't really that good. And my co-host, my best friend as well, Jumping Jiminy's and or Aquin. Introduce yourself, babe. Hi, um, my Wattpad name is Jumpin' Jiminy's, uh, underscore, so Jumpin' underscore Jiminy's, you can find me on Wattpad. She's written an amazing book called The Year Package. It's one of my personal favorite Wattpad books as well. Oh, it is just so you. awesome. <laughs> it, is, it is so awesome. <laughs> way better than mine, by the way. Go oh. check out hers. <laughs> so... This is most, the first episode is mostly going to be about just explaining how this book came to be, even explaining how I met Aquin and how things have changed in the year this book has been happening. So I think, from what I can remember, I joined Wattpad in the year, the end of 2019, if wow. I'm remembering it right. It's you're only like, been a year. Yeah, you're like a fledgling. I've been on it for like seven years, going on eight <laughs> years. I don't know just how. Like, and I had had different accounts throughout the years. Like, I've had multiple fanfiction accounts, which are just garbage. <laughs> but this was my first time I was sitting down, like, I'm going to publish an original novel, and it, I'm not going to quit. And yeah. I made it, and lo and behold, around, I think it was at the end of January, I posted the first few chapters. I can't, I can't go back into my docs, but I'm, a, I'm pretty sure it's around that time. And for some reason, people read it. Don't know why people read it, still don't. And as it got better, I went to Akowin, who reviews books as well, because she's just that cool. <laughs> and that's how I remember being absolutely petrified, because I never had a, re- a review done. And <laughs> she did a really good job and helped me a lot. She's helped me exponentially throughout my writing journey. Like, Honestly, it's I, just like a learning kind of her like helping others help myself as well which is probably a bit selfish I guess but <laughs> no, it's like no. a roundabout start, like roundabout way of being that's how a lot of people like teach people like you learn and teach at the same time exactly. it's really I think it's a really cool trait personally I suck at teaching <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not maths you know I will give oh, it God. well geography like I'm terrible at geography I think anyone who's ever done anything creative just sucks at math. Yeah. Or anything involving science, we just suck at it. Yeah, I think if you're very <laughs> creative or a math person, like, it's very difficult to be both and be good at both at the same yeah. time. I've never met anyone who's good at both. I really haven't. It's just like, you're either really good at writing or painting or drawing, or you're really good at science and math. Yeah. There's no one between. <laughs> yeah. It's either that or the lion and the terrible at both. That or you're a fucking liar. <laughs> we will find you yeah. and burn you at the stake. They're a witch. <laughs> you're a, you're not even a cool witch. You're a bad bitch witch. <laughs> you're you're the freaking baddest of all the witches. Yeah. I cannot remember name. <laughs> and as we went on, somehow she thought I was cool enough to be her friend, and oh. I've known her for officially a, a year now. It oh does not goodness. seem like that to me. No, it really, really doesn't. doesn't. It's like, like I, just, I know, right? Like it's weird to think. Like I've known this person for a year now. Yeah. <laughs> she's been involved in my life, like throughout the year. Even when I did have my little spell, you were still always there. It was, it's really cool. <laughs> oh my god, I'm like a sad affection. Really, just not get rid of me. I just <laughs> keep on coming back. <laughs> just lingering. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you did. I mean, <laughs> it's been an awesome year, in my opinion. Even now that we're all stuck in quarantine, it's still been a pretty good year. <laughs> yeah. I got you. I, got I mean, you can only really go up from here. I mean, really if, we, if we manage to go further down, I'll be surprised. I don't think society physically can without collapsing. <laughs> so here's. Here's to it not collapsing. Yeah. For the love of God. <laughs> we don't we don't need that. Not today. Not not today. 
and yeah <laughs> and somehow as things went on she taught me how to paragraph which was super important because I did not know how to do that I would have just like long texts that went on for a good 30 miles or so <laughs> just walls and I realized this when I was going back to the old drafts I didn't edit any of the newer older chapters once I figured out art of editing <laughs> they were all still walls of text i was like oh oh god <laughs> but like you've obviously improved so much like looking at your work then looking at your work now like it's just it's like you can really see the process of it all i think the best think- thing working with you was your work ethic like when i talked to you you just like so willing to improve and you don't see that a lot when people go on Wattpad they're like right this is my book this is perfect I don't need anyone to tell me there needs work to be done it's 100% ready that means a lot to me actually like I that was one thing I always was worried about when I started writing that like I didn't want to be that person that nobody likes because they believe their book is God without proofreading without (laughs) editing without fuck, fucking anything. I was like, oh, I don't want to be that. Yeah. And I've met some of those, especially during the judging I've been doing. That one book I was telling you about with the emojis. Yeah, oh I my think god. Some people really just rant. struggle to understand that their book could be anything but great. And like, exactly. everyone has like that kind of, bi- you're even really biased about your book where you're like, this is it. I have made it. Or you're just like, yeah, my work is trash. If you like it, hey. <laughs> I think that's where I'm at. <laughs> I think that's where I'm at. I'm like, let me just lower okay. my standards. Your book is awesome, though. Like, you have almost, you're almost just like 5K readers. I'm so proud of you for that. Aww. Like, every day I look at you, I'm just like, oh, I'm so proud. Really? It's because when I first started my other book, I was like, oh, I just want my audience to come. Like, I'm just going to sit here with my bookstore and let people come to me but like you have to put yourself out there like I joined loads of book clubs put my book in every single award that I stumbled upon like and then after that you start to just get your genuine audience where you haven't had to like feed them bread (laughs) to come flock towards you (laughs) once you get to that stage (laughs) you can only really I love that analogy (laughs) it's like pigeons isn't it like if you haven't got food they're not gonna come but you need something to entice them and then the pigeons need, will just know you and you need that good white bread yeah, to exactly. them in. that's a really good analogy <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and I think I think that's where I'm at like now like one of my favorite parts is doing promotional stuff like this and making edits for me it's like one of the funnest parts because I get to do my art stuff and I get to talk to people at the same time it's nerve wracking because you're like what if my book really is stupid <laughs> What if, what if my self doubt was true here? I think it's so difficult, especially with Wattpad, because like you see all these people with like 1.5 million views, 1600k like votes, and equal amount of comments, and you're like, how do I even get to that part? Like, is my work even good enough to even receive that kind of admiration? But I think like some people get so in their heads like if I don't get validation from others can this book really be good but I think once you start writing for yourself and be like you know what whatever I'm gonna carry on posting someone will find it and someone will be like oh my goodness carry on updating that one person will just make it all worthwhile yeah that's yeah that's a really good point I think a lot of Wattpad writers struggle with that because you'll see accounts with really good books, in my opinion, who haven't updated in three years because of that issue. Because Wattpad's... Wattpad's system, in my opinion, is an extremely broken system. Like, is it's really hard to, for your book to even get on the hashtag pages. Even even with my book, like, hell, I still have to link it to people who want to see it. Like, they'll look it up, and the craziest I love just won't be in there. So it's like, yeah. Wattpad in particular is really tricky. And the other one I've been using, in NK... In link that one deleted my book today. Yeah, Inky, that one my book was deleted. I have no idea why my book was deleted. Inkit is like I'm so concerned that someone's just gonna take my work and then post it somewhere else. Like for some reason I don't know why I have that concern with Ink. Yeah. 
Oh, because you can copy and paste to work. Like, you can copy yeah. people's stuff. Like, that's a what valid is good. Yeah, Wattpad is good because you can't, like, if you were on your laptop, you can't highlight it and copy and paste. So they've got that exactly. down. But on Inkit, yeah, you could just highlight all of it and copy it onto Word and stuff. And that is, that is always scary for writers. I think everyone can agree that that is that, the thought, thought of someone taking your shit and posting it is just like, nope, no. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm good. Just keep it here yeah, in my diary like, forever. Yeah, that's like one of the big concerns. But I think like what has algorithm. I think now, like before, I think you used to be really personal and you used to have like a small team or whatever team where everyone was looking at. Like as the what used got bigger. They had to add in algorithms to have computers do it for you. And it's like, it's really difficult. You can't really judge something so creative on an algorithm. Exactly. Stuff like that's, that. That's the sad thing about when things grow like Wattpad. That it becomes like, it, it tends to prop up the books that are not as original. Say, I don't want to like yeah. hate on this author, but like after. Did you ever read after? It was. I actually make it an oath not to read anything with more than like. 200 votes unless it's a review like i generally I can... keep away from big books yeah well i made the misfortune of reading it out of a dare from another book friend and it was <laughs> a harry styles fan fiction nothing against harry styles fan fiction but this shit got turned into a movie and it sucked so really? bad <laughs> yeah the movie came out like i want to say several years ago it's I gotta, I gotta get a better, I gotta get a better place to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the bathroom. The door is shut. I'm in the bathroom, sitting on the floor. <laughs> well, no, actually, because your audio sounds really good, so yay for acoustic bathroom. <laughs> oh my lord. Yeah, I'm literally hiding out in the bathroom. So it's actually quite good sound in here, and I didn't want it to disturb anyone with my voice. I am actually, I'm actually outside doing this because it's really nice outside. And it would be a nice place to talk without having to worry about the 10,000 birds that have it, inhabit my house. <laughs> In the background. And I just randomly squawk. <laughs> randomly squawk for no apparent reason. Yeah. At least the dogs will just kind of stare at me like, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. Just be gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm working, kid. <laughs> That's the one bad thing about parrots. They will most likely scream at you, even if you're not doing anything. There's like the scream. Just to let you know who's in control. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> no, if you if you are afraid of losing your control, don't get birds. Yeah. You will immediately lose that shit. Trust me. Oh, uh, jeez. But yeah, like after I read after, and I read several other really big Wattpad books, they all tend to be very similar. It yeah. always tends to be white chick, abusive guy. That's always how it tends to be. And just like. Oh, come on. <laughs> what I've realized in Wattpad is, like, m- like the first book I wrote was sci-fi. It didn't really sell as much, but my current book is, like, romance and supernatural. And, unfortunately, sex sells. <laughs> that's what hey, I've noticed. Hey. People will read a romance book. They will. That's, like, the first thing people pick up. A romance book, supernatural. Like, that just seems to be what's trending. And it's, like, such very a true. shame. Because, uh, well, it's probably romance fantasy. And supernatural. That are probably like top tier genres that people always go to to read. And it's just been like embedded in us through society and media. Everyone wants to see a romance before. Everyone wants to see werewolves and vampires. And everyone wants to see like wizards and stuff like that. It's just like what we've been conditioned to love and stuff. Exactly. I think it all started probably, at least for like the. The werewolves and vampires of Twilight all those yeah. years ago. As, as terrible as Twilight is, it really just opened this market that just Worm. has never been able to be closed since. Like, it's just... The things that stem from Twilight, you have to give credit where credit is due because as bad as it was and how flat Bella was and how oh, weird God. it all was, like, it really just opened this huge so- gaping hole. I like to think Twilight uh, like fell flat on its face, so every other book like it could run. Exactly. Ones that are well written, well completed, just like good books, so they could be pe- like picked up and like people like, oh, this is like Twilight. Of course, I'm gonna yeah. like it. Yeah, I think 
yeah, Twilight opened the doors to Vampire Diaries, True Blood, all those, it just really just created, like, I'm pretty sure it created an era of fan-curling over vampires, and it, and it, if you read, like, vampire and werewolf stories, it's always the same, my, my mates rejected me, exactly. and vampires, it's always like, oh, he's just a hundred year old man, and I'm Wait. only 16, <laughs> that kind of borderline grooming, pedophile, fetishism, that's why I worry about when I get around to releasing those eyes, because, Pierre's like almost a thousand fucking years old. Like, oh god. <laughs> I think oh, that, I, I like made sure like when I was writing the vampire story, like before I started, I was like on Wattpad. I was like, do you guys enjoy finding out how a vampire turned into a vampire? Or do you just not care? Ask people's opinions about like transformation into a werewolf. Should it be painful? Should it just kind of poof, <laughs> rawr, kind of thing? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Just like Twilight, he just pops out of his clothes and it's just all furry stuff. So I did generally try to steer away from cliches in my book. So I was like, oh, no one wants a cliche. I mean, sometimes you need a cliche, but cliches are so between cliche. the good ones and the bad ones. Exactly. There's like good cliches and then there's the shit pile cliche. Yeah. We don't want the shit pile. <laughs> uh, I think that's. I think that's another hard thing about being a writer is trying to be original. It's like everything's been done. Like everything's been done. Like the only hope you have is to take something that's already been done and try and just spruce it up. Make a bit. it your own. Exactly. Yeah, make it your own. It's like, hard. Like it that's is. a good point. Cause I remember when I started writing a different book, the um the oh shit. The Voice of the Forest. I was sitting there like, is this too much like Lord of the Rings? Uh, and I was realizing. Lord of the Rings has been around since post before I was even a thought. Before it's gonna be like that. I don't have a choice. I think every I genre every genre has a cliche. Romance, bad boy, good girl, cliche, fantasy, the chosen one, adventure, the chosen one, like chosen ones. Yeah. So many fucking chosen ones. <laughs> and it's just like I mean like you can do a chosen one, but make them different. They don't always have to be an orphan. Sometimes you can come from a loving heart. It's okay for them to be loved and not have okay, a shit childhood. Exactly. It's good for them to have a good family and not be awesome at everything. Sometimes they're they a nuclear family. Work. Sometimes they have a white picket fence and they can still exactly. face the evil one. Sometimes that can happen. That's that's very true. They like, don't have to come from like Batman origins. Yeah, they don't need trauma. <laughs> They'll get trauma while the book Exactly, happens. exactly. They, they, they will the get trauma whilst this, this book is happening. They don't need past <laughs> trauma or baggage. Sometimes, you know, sometimes they're ignorant and sometimes they're naive. And that's sometimes good, that kind of innocence. And you can, as weird as it sounds, watch it slowly burn away throughout the story. Exactly. Like, yes. Watch them grow. Yeah, character you watch them turn. You get to watch them go from, like, these real naive kids to, like, the hero. I fun. think that is, like, quality when you, like, see such, like, a happy character and you're like at the end of this book you're gonna be like me you're gonna be miserable <laughs> <laughs> you're going um, to you're just gonna be mad at everything and everyone's gonna love it <laughs> they're gonna everyone's eat this gonna shit up they're it. gonna eat it exactly <laughs> oh my god but those are sometimes some of the best books like yeah there's I, some awesome books out there yeah I think character development and plot I would say is one of the key things that make a story and characters, character development characters are like some of the backbones of a fantastic story. Just like being, Agreed. just like watching a character grow and just seeing their decisions change and be like, oh, if, if this happened like 20 chapters ago, you would not have done that sort of thing. And it's exactly, really, that's a really good point. Yeah. And there's several books like where you were reading and like I loved everything but the main character oh. and I was like that is the worst part because you're supposed to like the main character unless it's your like like your decision to make them hate it like because some people do that like they switch up like sure. the main character is the person they hate and they love the other characters instead and that's like the author's intention that, but that is true 
but at the same time when it's not when it's supposed to be like you're supposed to love this character yeah. like nope I hate him <laughs> yeah I think one thing I hate about like Zoe characters is when they just like don't make logical decisions and there's no like description to say why they did it in that way they've just decided yeah I'm drunk I'm going to do call my ex-boyfriend and it's just like oh okay plot device yay okay like, <laughs> for the sake like of the plot that, for the sake of the plot and them getting back together yeah drunk call ex that's totally what happens when you're drunk I don't totally just Pop jump out. into a voice call <laughs> yeah. And make my boyfriend do Starship impressions. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, Chase, if you're hearing this, I'm sorry. <laughs> making believable characters is so key. Like, maybe not believable, yeah. but like, believable in the universe that you've created for them. Exactly. That's one of the parts I struggled with with Ashton. Because he is so goddamn powerful. Like, Oh, I gotta find the way to make this believable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when my goodness. he gets killed. Overpowered characters are literally... can be the worst. It's just like they're at one hundred. Like, wh- where do we? All the time. Where do we go from why... here? And that's why I, I, at one point, I decided to nerf Seth because he wasn't originally weak to gold. Originally, he just was like a fucking super saiyan all the time, <laughs> couldn't give a shit. I was like, I gotta change him. <laughs> I gotta, yeah. I gotta make this boy suffer more than he already does. I think that, like you that's horribly allergic to gold. Yeah, <laughs> like just like that OP character who n- no villain can destroy them, but that chosen one who's only been learning magic for twenty four hours suddenly has the key to it all. <laughs> I wonder. That's gonna work out so well in the long run. Yeah, like one <laughs> musical number and. Boom. Boom. At least with Hercules, they kind of get away with it because it's like a time skip. So, yeah. <laughs> at least it's a little more believable. With, well, like, Hercules everything else, was like, like part god anyway. So, you kind of like, he wasn't, you couldn't compare him to other humans, like, with like yeah. Hercules. I would say in anime, like, One Punch Man, he was a character who was OP from the beginning, and the humor of it all was the. The humor of it all was the fact that he was so overpowered. And <laughs> he was just so bored of being overpowered. I think that was like an interesting take on the whole overpowered character. I've actually seen a little bit of One Punch Man. Me and my brother watched it. It was actually pretty funny. I, like, I genuinely enjoyed it. it. He's just so blase. Like, when I you get the so overpowered, style. it's just like, really. What do I do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what do I do with my life? Yeah, like, death doesn't. <laughs> Death, I, like, death is not even an option anymore because no one can kill me. No one can. That's, that's, I'm going to start watching the show again because I got like halfway through the first season and I don't know what I got distracted with. I think I think it was the end of Ruby because the last a few episodes of Ruby had came out. So I got distracted. <laughs> yeah, I, well that's on my Crunchyroll as well. But they changed like the artist, I think, in the season two. You can, you can see the difference, but they suddenly stopped it quite... I would say abruptly in season two, and I'm just like every every now and again, I'm just looking on Crunchyroll, just like, when will you return for more? <laughs> when, when will my will husband come back to us? <laughs> when will my husband return? <laughs> just write them little war letters until <laughs> they come back. <laughs> oh my god! The one thing I always give to you that you make the best fucking analogies. I, I am a walking analogy. That is the only way I can explain things. <laughs> Honestly, it's the only way I can explain oh, things through analogies. Like, I struggle so much <laughs> without I'm using gonna... analogies. I swear to God, that's what I'm going to get you for Christmas this year. I'm going to get you a shirt that says that. <laughs> Just a walking analogy. I am. Exactly. <laughs> because you make great analogies. Like, I remember a while ago when I was explaining Sparkmates to you, you're just like, oh, it's like the thing from Dark Crystal. I was like, yep. Totally. <laughs> Totally like the thing with Dark Crystal. That's the best way I remembered that. It's just like comparing it to another thing. I I was dying for a good ten minutes, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was just like, I love you. <laughs> oh my god. Chase saw us funny too. Or yeah. as you so eloquently put, the Canadian. The Canadian man. The Canadian man. <laughs> that sounds like a like a cartoon. It, it kinda does. <laughs> 
any cartoon person who's potentially watching this, turn that shit into a cartoon. <laughs> I will watch it. <laughs> I'm desperate for things to watch right now. We ride this movie. I hope we've just offended yes. like thousands of Canadians. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. the entirety of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, like Ryan Reynolds is not approved. <laughs> Oh my god, I think I think that's just a Canadian thing, like, they're used to it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, one yeah. of those things, like Switzerland, or is it Sweden? Switzerland? Exactly. Which one's Toblerone? One of them just talks I think it's Sweden. Is it Sweden? I think it's Sweden. Sweden is Ikea, Sweden. isn't it? And yeah. Is yeah, Sweden! That's Sweden. <laughs> then you got Belgium, it's just more, like, Germany's oh. meat. <laughs> Sorry. They all you got there. Yeah. Germany. Oh my god. I actually met the one German person I've ever met. She was fucking crazy. <laughs> right? Not even like the good crazy. Just like, what is wrong with you, crazy? <laughs> they just uh, live at 100 over there. That in Russia. Just always at 100. I've yet to meet someone from Russia. That was the sad part. Because I've always wanted to, just for reasons, and I've never met anyone there. I'd love to. It's weird. Russia. Especially in the winter. Same. Like, well, from the pictures, it looks really nice. But so oh, does London. I've always wanted to go there since I was like a fetus. <laughs> That's on my bucket list of places to go. <laughs> it's like, I am finally home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too pale for the south. And I'm, too, I'm too loud to be from the north. London. <laughs> it's, it's great until so it's like the summer. And then it's just like, the heat is so passive. It's just, I think the way London's set up, it's not designed for hot weather. Like, just all the buildings, like, in case heat, it's just so disgusting to be, to be oh, in. Damn. That's the only good thing about here, because our summers get ungodly hot, and at least the buildings are, like, made to, like, circular air. It's yeah. Like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'm not going to die of a heat stroke, right? Yeah. yeah. That is key. The key of this, don't fucking die from heat stroke. <laughs> Not a good way to go. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's that's fun. <laughs> not dying is always good. Yeah. Speaking of not dying, one of my favorite parts, at least in like writing, is character death scenes. Oh, I don't know why. I love it. I love it. <laughs> like I've cried at several ones I've had to written recently, but at the same time, like it needed to happen. Okay, why did why did I have to get so attached to you? <laughs> I, this was such a bad life decision. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think I don't think I have any book that hasn't had at least one person die in it. There's always a death somewhere. There's always at least one death. Yeah. I will say for at least crazy, this is the most deaths of like main characters I've ever written. Like when I was sitting there after it was all said and done, like I killed off three characters. What the fuck? <laughs> What am I gonna do? In the Two sequel? of which are. <laughs> what am I gonna do in the sequel, which may or may not ever happen because I don't know what to do with it? Oh my goodness! I think like I want to. Yeah, they are, especially at least in the crazy verse, because like at, I know what happens, but I don't think it will ever match up to what happens in crazy. Yeah. Like at the finale when it's finally like both Seth and Julius are just good. Like I don't want to fuck that up. Cause I already did. I already have a whole like sad ass little short story written, but like at the same time, like I just want them to be happy. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> especially after all the shit go- Seth goes through in the the book, which hasn't has not been published yet. So you're in the dark, which is odd. <laughs> I'm just like, oh god, why did I why did I do this to you? <laughs> I'm sorry, Seth. Oh my god. One part I've also enjoyed, at least with the crazy writing, is probably the lore. Lore and world building is always going to be one of my favorite parts of writing. Yeah. I don't... I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's... It's fun to, like... It is fun. Like, I think, for me, like, world building, I can't, like, world build from scratch. World building from scratch is just... It's just Impossible. It's so hard. Like, I've tried... It's just so... Like, I commend anyone who world builds from scratch. It's just so difficult. Like, world building on top of, like, our universe is so much easier. Because most of it's already done. Yeah, we got, like, our laws of physics. How this works, how this works. Because I think that's why most of my books are based in Earth. Because, like, I've tried to build worlds 
And the best I've done was the Dark Crystal fanfiction. Because <laughs> at least, like, the world of Thrall is kind of different from Earth. But at the same time, it has gravity. Yeah. And basic laws of physics. <laughs> I know. And a money system. That's the part that always fucks me up. I suck with money systems. I, like, I, I found a website that gives you, like, a well-building template. And you kind of just fill it out. And it's just, like, I was filling it out. And I'm just, like, will this information even be relevant in Useful. my story? Like, like, I'm writing all this stuff, but will my readers even, like, know? Or is that, like, half the thing? Like, you write all this information and really you're just writing it for yourself. No one ever So you know so you at least but you know that <laughs> this fake money equals this if you give them this exactly your readers won't one... but you will <laughs> that's one thing I gave JK Rowling like when I was reading Harry Potter I was like how in the fuck did she make this money system actually coherent yeah like what the fuck I could never I have tried I'm I, like I'm trying on the side and I just like it's just so much to think about. So much to use the left side. It is. It is. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> because of like adding to the ego system, animals. That part's fun for me. It's when it gets like the real world stuff, like taxes and housing. See, and I'm the food. exact opposite. Like, <laughs> I can do all those stuff. Like, but. If they start asking me what kind of greenery lives in the eastern side of your universe, I don't bloody know. A sunflower, perhaps? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a singular sunflower? Just one. Just one. There's no field of them, just one. Just one flower. <laughs> and it blooms, like, every <laughs> millennium. That's that, that. There's your story. Single sunflower. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually write oh, that as a short. <laughs> that would, I would actually probably read it. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like a fun little short. Just get <laughs> no one would know. No They'll be like, "Why have you written this?" And it'd be like, "Don't worry, don't worry, we're killing this now. It's fine. It's fine." I I know why it exists. No one else on the face of the earth will know why it exists. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I can always help you with that. Like one of my favorite parts of like at least in the Dark Crystal uh, mm. fan fiction was describing the greenery and learning each little area and like what lived there, what little critters did what. Like, that's one of my favorite parts. Just See, everything that's else. that's why I come to you. Like, more and well good in. It's just, like, I always, like, run through. And, like, like, the best part about it is, like, you give me ideas, and then that kind of stems my ideas, and it's just, like, this amazing back and forth sort of I communication. That's why I think all writers should try to have another writer best friend. They because, should. Like, it's so hard to do it, like, by yourself, I think. You'll be sitting there with, like, is this good? Does this make sense? And yeah. you go to another writer best friend, like, does this make sense? And like, no, but it, I like it. Just gotta do this and this and it'll be cool. Exactly. Oh, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's like, so many, like, when you're writing a book, you just, like, get author tunnel vision, where, like, you forget that other people have to make sense of your book. Like, it's no point you writing this and you know what's gonna happen, <laughs> like, 20 chapters down the line. You have to, like, remember that someone is reading your book as it comes with no like future perception Context. of what's gonna happen exactly i learned that the hard way <laughs> so i remember I. reading the the older draft of crazy and seth is just talking to a crow in the middle of the day and I, <laughs> <laughs> this would make him look more crazy than he actually is and at that point i don't even think raven had been introduced as an idea it's just a fucking random ass bird that appeared out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. See that. <laughs> Julius was getting weed. <laughs> those like plot holes were really just like, and you don't even notice that. Like you don't notice plot holes until someone said, "Oh, how did this happen?" And you're like, "Oh yeah, that's that's a pretty good question. <laughs> that is a wonderful question. How did that? And I will tell you when I come back, and you never <laughs> come back. I think <laughs> someone asked me something like that, like earlier this week and I was just like that is a great question <laughs> just block them <laughs> just block them and put them to Wattpad just, just block them and delete the comment before anyone else knows like, I'm getting inappropriate messages from this person please delete them <laughs> please please Wattpad send help I'm feeling comfortable 
Oh my god. <laughs> uh, at least, at least when you catch them, though, you can at least fix them. Like, yeah. When you catch them yourself, at least. Like, I was riding here recently, and I was looking at this like, oh, that's gonna make no sense. I gotta change that. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that no. <laughs> I think it was in one of the newer chapters where, like, Seth has a fucking meltdown and just kills everyone. There was something there I'd added. I was like, I gotta, I gotta kill that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not gonna make sense until, like, 30 chapters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the worst ones are the, the plot holes that don't reveal themselves until, like, you're near the end of the book. I think one time I was, like, right in the year package and I was like, like I had to do maths. I was like, "Oh crap!" She said she's twenty-six. Oh, that means she needs to be eighteen. Oh god! <laughs> what year? Oh, no. <laughs> what year? I felt that so hard. Like when I first started writing crazy, I struggled so bad with Julius's age math. I don't do like, age anymore. I try to avoid I, that. I that only did because it was essential to his story. Like, there's a thirteen-year time gap. He can't fucking remember how old would Mark have been. How old would Julius been 13 years ago? I hate that. Just like, then I, some... <laughs> then I realized, like, Seth and Martha are really close in age. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. I'm gonna probably bring that up. I think it'd be fun for Martha just to, like, make fun of Julius for no reason. Like, you're dating a youngin, and he's like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> I'm 40 something. I don't remember the last number. But I'm 40-something. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think it's why Julius is my favorite character. Out of all of them. He's just... He knows he's fucking insane. He, like, has fun with it. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> then the Saturdays, I was like, Why can't I just be like everyone else? <laughs> and not see the, the schizophrenic brain demon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh the best characters are the ones that are closely related to yourself. Just like, I, yeah. <laughs> you just can't help it but fall in love with Like, you are just like me. And I, I understand most of everything you go through, except the schizophrenia part. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have a good grasp on it. I've researched it for like months on end before writing you, but like, there's different. <laughs> I think, yeah, that is also another thing, like research. I think oh, when God, you're going to so tackle like mental health issues and you know, trauma and stuff, like, unless you've been through it, you really gotta do your research, because the last thing you want to do is portray it wrong, or exactly. worse, offensively, and you just get hounded. That is a wonderful point. I I actually did a bunch of research into sexual assault survivors after uh, something Crimson Rogue said, which is one of my favorite book reviewers. He had reviewed The Mister from E.L. James, the same person who wrote Fifty Shades, which, uh, don't, don't read that. And <laughs> one of the main characters was a abduction survivor, and she would only when the plot suited it. Like, she would act like nothing was wrong, she trusted everyone, but when the plot needed it, then she would go into her, like, scared, submissive mode. It was, like, really offensive. <laughs> Oh my that God. was like I think one of my scenes like I remember talking to you I was like does it seem weird if someone who's been like sexually assaulted would suddenly want to get into the escort business like but that scene is important but I'm trying to think how do you convince if you can't see my hands but I'm doing those weird air quotes like convince yeah. someone to do something like that without it being kind of offensive to people who have survived sexual exactly. assault sort of thing and there's always a, a very yeah. thin line for adult exactly. authors who want to handle tough subjects. Because yeah. one of my part, because I know people who've been, who've gone through a bunch of childhood abuse, who inspired Seth in a lot of ways, and I want to represent that without being horribly offensive and horribly misleading. Like, what these people... It? Yes, that... Oh, that's a romanticizing toxic relationships is not good. Not okay. That's the one thing I, I, with a passion, avoided. Like I want to make sure from the beginning, even with Julius kind of being intim- like slightly intimidating stuff at the beginning, I wanted to be very sure that they both loved each other and they both wanted to be in this relationship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they have, they have a couple problems, but 
you know, no one's trying to stab each other. Exactly. Or yelling and one. hitting each other. Especially in the romance. Like, good girl, bad boy. It's oh like, it it's is low-key a... toxic. And it's like, it is. you shouldn't be romanticized in this. It's not good for younger viewers thinking that that's what It's not good for anyone. Like, I remember when I was little, because the one thing I always give my mom and dad, that they did raise me to see what a good relationship was. And I remember reading Twilight for the first time. I was like, this is nothing what my parents told me a relationship like. Like, this isn't normal. It's so difficult to know what's normal and what isn't. I mean, some people can tell you, like, when you're in a relationship, you you have fights and whatnot, and you have to wonder, is this how every relationship is like? Or is this mine? And it's a load of like inward thinking just like is this a healthy relationship essentially yeah there's so there is always healthy there's like healthy amounts of fighting like me and chase exactly. we have little play arguments about like when we go to sleep or if i can have a coffee at 10 a.m 10 p.m <laughs> those are like just, normal just, little of course yeah normal course couple things but then yeah. there's like what teeter into books like after twilight where it's like one person is being screamed and yelled at and tormented and torn down and the other receives no backlash for it. Yeah. And then I it's think, just like was it cycle. the second book in Twilight when Bella essentially like nearly committed suicide just to get just to hear it. I think that was it, yeah. I God, think- I hate white girls. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't we be normal? I think that is like a good highlight of toxic. Toxic like, relationship. If you are putting yourself in harm's way, like mentally, spiritually, then you need to really reconsider if this is a good relationship. Yeah, do you need good sort of thing? That's again something I feel a lot of young writers don't understand. Like I think very young writers, like eleven to even sixteen, believe that like, oh, they're that's how in love they are. When really it's like. Like, my That's boyfriend's threatening how... to kill me if I went out and distracted. Oh, he just means he loves me. No, babe, you need to get a no. restraining order. A restraining order immediately. <laughs> I think, oh my goodness, I read a book, and it was like, this girl was depressed, and um, her best friend's ex was texting her, and it had already been known that he was sexually abusive to her best friend and she was he was like do you want to go out on a date and she was like yeah sure i was like <laughs> exit come on come on bro i was just like even if it was for the plot no one gives them that easily like no one would ever say that. <laughs> like how, how like, did you make this logical i like to pray in real life no one would actually do that like i know i'd pick my best friend over someone in a heartbeat like that's just my opinion i'd like to think people are smart like even if like you guys weren't close close friends like if he's done it once he will try and do it again exactly <laughs> if exactly. not someone else so it's what, what makes you that exactly i think that's why i made andrew is to represent that side of art like the culture of romanticizing abuse having yeah. be the exact precipice of that character just to get fucking murdered. <laughs> that was one of my Some favorite people murder do scenes. get their justice. That was my favorite murder scene the entire fucking book. I was like, yes. Finally. Because <laughs> you haven't seen it yet, but he just he's just an asshole. And he, there's a scene where I think Seth kind of officially puts him on the shit list. Because I like to think right. Seth has a list of people he knows he's going to kill. He's like, oh, yeah. Sounds a lot like <laughs> yeah. Just the list of yeah. people. Just says them before you guys to bed. Like Andrew, <laughs> yeah. Andrew, Ashton. Ashton, that one bitch who didn't get my coffee order. <laughs> Carla, I'm don't. coming for you. I'm coming for you. You don't know when, but it's gonna happen. And he's just like, when that scene Sad. happened, I was just like, oh, poor, poor Andrew. You're you're not long for this world, buddy. <laughs> Oh my god, I, I that was truly one of my favorites. I think it's fun to kill villains. Like, oh, yeah. even though Andrew's definitely, like, not a biggest threat as, say, Gabriel or even Ashton, he's still the mild threat to the relationship. He's yeah. the person who's trying to sabotage it, trying to make Seth, you know, realize, oh, I shouldn't date a schizophrenic, or make <laughs> Julius realize, 
I really shouldn't be dating a serial killer. But, <laughs> you know, when you say it like that, it's fair enough, but in context, it makes more sense. Yeah. I, I promise my book is somewhat normal. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I think Ashton's Death, which I think is known at least, was probably one of the uh, other fun ones to write. Also, at the same time, kind of sad. Because I, I felt really bad for what I'd done to Ashton, at least in his backstory, and explaining him as a character. Yeah, I think the best villains are the ones you can, like, like you relate to. Just, like, mm-hmm. kind of look at them and be like, well, I'm sure if my stars aligned the same way as yours did, I'd probably be it. Exactly. And... I am excited to work on his like his backstory book, which I don't know when the book of Ash is coming out. It'll come out sometime this century, I hope. Because <laughs> yeah. Ashton, at least to the whole like Raven universe, Ashton is a big character. Like even in books that take five years from now, with the Legend of Clementine, he still has a really good part in it, and how the supernatural culture has been affected by him. He's kind of. You know, I just kind of realized he's kind of like the Hitler, but almost not, not bad. <laughs> I'm trying to find words that fit him. It's hard. I mean, he did do a bit of genocide, doesn't he? Yeah, he kills like every other halfling he can find. Like, yeah, so maybe. Half angel, half demon baby he can get his hand on, dead. And usually the parent, the supernatural parent, also usually dead. So maybe he's like, he's got like elements of. I think I might have accidentally I might have accidentally been probably inspired to make him that way by said horrible historical figure. (laughs) Only yeah, you know yeah, there's no justifying him. (laughs) (laughs) At least with Gabriel, he doesn't he means well. Like he's doing his job to the best of his abilities, but at the same time feels bad for betraying a person, which is our good old friend the Raven. Whom I'm excited to explain more at some point. Uh, <laughs> I think it's just, when when is she due to like when is she due to make her official appearance? Where everyone's just like, oh, that's who she is. When she finally gets explained, because she's been there for a little bit. She was her first official appearance was Julia's dream sequence with yeah. the white eyes, and her official appearance appearance is going to be around chapter 16 in Glass Forest, which is. Honestly, one of my favorite chapters. And I get to go into Julius' psychotic, like, how he views himself, what his, like, his place is like. Yeah. And her basically giving the foreshadow warning of, like, you know, you gotta watch out. (laughs) You know, (laughs) don't trust everyone you meet. And don't Have you got life insurance? (laughs) (laughs) Have you got bar insurance? That is. You have fire protection Because <laughs> those would be a really good thing to invest in right about now. <laughs> Not while it gives too much away. <laughs> oh my god. She's definitely one of my favorites, though. I'm excited to work with her more. I'm not about doing her own spinoff in some ways. Yeah. Because there's... I always realize it's like a good 30-year gap between Seth's story, where it's just like, that's, that's a lot of time. <laughs> Some prequels are better than, like, the actual original thing. Exactly. My only problem with my, if I were to do a Seth book, I fear it'd be horrifically dark. Like, horrifically dark. <laughs> and that's why I've kind of pushed away from it. I thought about doing more of a Julius thing. Because even if it, his story's pretty sad, but you know it ends happy. But yeah. Seth, it doesn't get... His life yeah. doesn't get, like, happy until, like, he's almost 30... <laughs> He's almost yeah. 35. I think, like, those kind of books, like, people get a bit desensitized, like, when it's just constantly dark and there's no, like, valleys and hills and stuff in the story. It's just dark. Dark. <laughs> Depths. That's why I'd be more inclined to do Julius, because he does... There are good things, like, even if you have this thing pushing against you, you can still do what you want to do. Like, just because you're schizophrenic doesn't mean you can be a kick-ass chemist. <laughs> just as long as you take your medicine, which he doesn't do, because <laughs> he's fucking stupid. Oh, God, but, you know, he'll learn at some point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I just realized we've been rambling for, like, a good, almost 49 minutes now. 
Yeah. I think I think on your list we've only covered like two things. I think we have, but you know it's been fun. Like overall just being able to discuss other things. Cause like I can definitely do like my own like ten minute podcast explaining everything of what this what the world is. But it's more fun just to talk about everything as it comes. You know? Yeah. What would you say is the hardest thing about writing the well, we'll say the universe, because that opens you up to, like, all your other... Ooh. <laughs> I think the hardest part is connecting everything to the end game. Oh, Not to yeah. quote Doctor Strange there. <laughs> but I, I have an end game in sight. Especially with the demon book. Not the different demon book. Not Marcy and uh, Akowin. Which is... Actually, I've had so much fun writing that one. But the end, end game, where yeah. everything makes sense. And... You see why certain characters ended up the way they did, and you know, just explaining everything. That's been the hardest part, because at least in the earlier books, like the Voice of the Forest and Those Eyes, it's really easy to connect because they have a personal connection. Like yeah. in Those Eyes, Pierre is Julius's best friend, at least in Julius's eyes. <laughs> <And> <laughs> in the Voice of the Forest, Marcus, my other good vampire boy is a friend of Pierre and they're actually friends <laughs> and yeah. it makes more sense but as it, things go on like into a demon playing with fire water, shattered water and all, all my other books it's like how do I connect this <laughs> yeah the only one I know I have like a good idea of connecting is the uh, the legend of Clementine which is that one I'm really excited for because it's based slightly it's based a lot off my little sister who's also named Clementine both very sassy, both very strong female characters who I love deeply, even even when they drag me up the wall. Because <laughs> that one has a good connection to the organization, as so lovingly put, of yeah. good old Ashton's. And explains a lot of what happened, because that book takes place a good 20 years after Crazy. Like, it's, it's way up there in the future. And it explains, like, their the supernatural sphere of someone someone like Ashton coming to power again and having to live in fear of, you know, your child being fucking murdered. Which is like a horrible existence. <laughs> like just just fuck. Just just like every night it's just like, ooh, it could be it. <laughs> this, this fucking no. Yeah. That's why I had fun having Seth be more of like an outsider to the, his own like his own culture because he has been like socially ostracized for not having wings and then there's Theodosia who's been in there her whole life and when she sees Ashton she about has a heart attack because <laughs> you know Emma's like Emma's like six months pregnant at that time I think and she's like nope 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 nopeity nope <laughs> I, I, I would like to keep my kid alive thank you very yeah. much so other than that, I connecting's hard, and sometimes at least also in that realm is making sure there's a reason characters know each other or are related. Yeah, because you know? I have one theory. It's more or less canon at this point. Where every single ginger, because there's only like a handful of them, or in some way, shape, and form genetically related, <laughs> and that's been uh, so hard as I've gone on. Like, I gotta figure out how that. I think. I gotta figure out how that works. Because Ju- Julius is ginger. He's one like, of the part of the gingers. Yes. And then um, the voice from the forest. The two, the two sisters are ginger. Yes, and their mother. One of the original ideas for her to be um, have to be Julius's twin sister. Because he does actually have a twin sister. Who I've just never talked about. Because she literally does not serve a point in the story. But yeah. as things go off, like, I might need to make her a part of the story. This where you're like, so like she could have a daughter who like moved to America, so okay. that makes sense. And also, I gotta find a way to do Geneva, who's also one of the few gingers. She's also like you're gonna have like a family photo of just like gingers. <laughs> then there's Seth, and this is like then there's the partners who are just so confused. How <laughs> how is this happening? <laughs> like what the fuck? I think the only one who would not be like that is like Seth. Who just doesn't care? He's like, yeah. oh, cool. 
There's more of you now. Great. <laughs> this is <laughs> great. Oh my god, that's. I'll figure it out as it goes at, at one point. <laughs> that's why I've been very careful with who I make redheaded. Like, there's only like okay, there's five. It's like a so, common theme throughout the universe. Yeah. Redheads are very important. <laughs> Redheads are usually have some shit going on. <laughs> Don't ask why. <laughs> they either are vampire squeezes or gang lords. Or suburban housewives. It all depends. <laughs> it all depends. Yeah. I think that's something fun though to have like running themes. So people are left in the dark like Oh, is this a thing, or am I reading too far into this? <laughs> ah, bees! Go away. That's the one bad thing about doing this outside. The bees have come for me. And I don't... I don't appreciate that. <laughs> bees scare me deeply. The outside of in London. There's not... not many bees. <laughs> yeah, I've... I've, I've had several British friends over the years, and I've never heard them complain about bees, ever. <laughs> One used to complain about pigeons. Oh, My yeah, school pigeons. had a pigeon problem. <laughs> pigeons are just everywhere. Don't know Which how they adapted, but they're here now. They're here, and they're they're not leaving. They're not leaving. <laughs> I think she had named her. She had named, like, this really big fat one, Megatron. The other one, Starscream. She was super into Transformers like me, but I was like, hey, oh no. <laughs> oh, I don't even know how to segue into the next thing about pigeons. <laughs> There's no way to segue from pigeons to gay stuff. There's like, There's no map, but here we go. <laughs> One of my favorite parts, at least about running crazy, was the LGBT element. Because there's not yeah. a lot of books with these elements, at least on Wattpad. It's like, unless it's fan fiction. And sometimes yeah. even the fan fiction ones are like, that's not how that works. <laughs> that is, that is the opposite of how that works. I think the one thing that I enjoy about all your books is just like, like, like not even necessarily more like black people, people of color, it's just like different types of people as well. All the humans like, you'll meet. Exactly. Just so many different, like, none of your main characters are the same. I think thank some you. people get so fixed, fixated on, like, it's always the same kind of characteristics that their main character in every single book. And you always just like, I mean, one of them's like, um, uh, transitioning into a man. Which yes, I, and I love dress. Percy. Oh, Percy. <laughs> I love that boy. I'm excited to write Percy Murray. I have not, I have not touched Shattered Water in a hot minute. I need to get back into that one. It, that one is definitely one of my favorites. And then there's Seth, of course. My poor little intersex child. He just, <laughs> he, he needs a break. I just, just, every time anyone brings up, he's like, no, I'm gonna go to my corner. Goodbye. <laughs> I don't like talking about this. You can talk about it amongst yourselves. I don't care. <laughs> Just leave me out of it. And one of my other favorite characters has to be Marcy. Even though he's definitely one of the newer ones. Like, I just have fun writing such an innocent character for once. <laughs> like, truly he's never done anything wrong. And still somehow gets a fucking demon to like, ooh, mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm excited to finish that one. When I ever get to. Yeah. And especially... Especially now, since I have another idea for another book, <laughs> and it's oh. a horse. Oh. Horror story. What? The horror story would be good. Not as genuine. True. Like I would. I, I've tried to do horror stories more because I do like doing them, but at the same time, I will. It's just. It's just fun to write romance. Yeah. Romance is, yeah, romance is, like, a big genre that people enjoy writing in. Exactly. Well, my dear Eklund, we've been at this for an hour. But it would be a good idea for everything to wrap up now. And we can do it. We can make another episode. 
with the other talking oh, yeah. to so, this, this is gonna have to be a thing. Oh my goodness, it's today Tuesday. Oh my goodness, we both update on the Tuesday. So Hell yeah. This can just You're this can just be our thing. That would actually be really thing. fun. This is yeah, oh, we, this is our new Tuesday thing. So anyone who's listening to this, thank you for listening to the first crazy chat. Give big yeah. shout to my my guest Akwin. Oh, I didn't show you the poster mm-hmm. I made for. I'll send it to you. Uh, she oh, was yeah. awesome. Please go check out her Wattpad. Also her Instagram. She's awesome. And I will also be linking all the social medias down below. Thank you for listening. And I hope to see you next Tuesday. And yeah, probably this Friday. I'll be yeah. back this Friday with the voice actor who's narrating the uh, book. So that will be fun. Thank y'all for listening. Mm-hmm. Bye. Thank you for having me.